0: Every day, The Rundown Podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support The Rundown Podcast at wbez.org slash donate, And thank you. What's up, Chicago? I'm Aaron Allen, and this is The Rundown. Here's a stat for you. From 1929 to 2023, only 1.9% of Oscar nominations went to black people. That's according to a study released by the University of Southern California earlier this year. But even if they aren't recognized for it during award season, black people have been making movies and Chicago is home to a festival that focuses on black filmmakers. I called up writer Ariane Nettles to tell me about the Black Harvest Film Festival.
1: Every year, we kind of have the advantage of being the home of some of the best independent films that are coming through from
0: all over the country. Ariane is a lecturer and director of audio journalism programming at Northwestern University's Medill School. She's also somewhat of an expert on the cultural impact of Black Chicago. She's been covering the festival for a while and wrote about this year's lineup for WBEZ. Now, I didn't know much about this festival going in, but she says in the film world, it's kind of a big deal. A lot of
1: important filmmakers have kind of had their time in shined through this festival over the years
0: this is the 29th year of the black harvest film festival and the lineup is stacked there's a short film about chicago's south shore drill team a black barbie documentary and a tribute to tyler perry the festival not only showcases unique work by black folks but it also sheds light on black history
1: every year they choose to pull in older films as well as kind of showcasing a lot of newer films and I think that that's a really kind of unique perspective that we don't necessarily yeah. think about so for example this year they are showing a Oscar Show film Oscar Show, one of the the most famous black um, filmmakers of our time who actually did a lot of work here in Chicago Um, he comes back from the silent film era was one of the first black filmmakers to kind of make a lot of talkies so films with sound Mm -hmm. and one of his films is going to play this year at the Black Harvest Film Festival and it's going to be accompanied by live performances. And so kind of that unique interactive thing. So you learn so much from something like that. And then you also go and you see people who, um, it's their very first time doing a film, right? Mm -hmm. Like people who um, maybe it's their first time in the arts period or maybe it's, you know, there are artists from a different medium Mm -hmm. like photographers, visual artists, and now they are dipping into kind of moving images and cinematography for the first time. And so there is just this connection of the past, the present and the future that I think is just really, really special and unique. um, But also again, with that kind of very specific Chicago connection that is really important.
0: Yeah. That's such a beautiful way to to showcase black history where it's just like, actually, Mm -hmm. we've been doing this, (laughs) you know, and here's how for
1: a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We actually um, for WBZ's Curious City, um, we did a story not too long ago um, last year sometime about the first how the first black independent movie was made oh. here in Chicago. Right. Um, something that a lot of us don't know. I didn't really know before doing that story. And actually one of the Black Harvest um, co-founders, um, Sergio Mims, who unfortunately passed away shortly after he was interviewed for that. Um, Because during my research, people who I was talking to outside of the city of Chicago said, have you talked to Sergio Mims yet? Because he is a key person. So just to kind of talk about that reach of Black Harvest, the festival, its co-founders, you know, it really is just wide reaching.
0: Wow. And um, if you want to check out that episode from Curious City, it's called Independent Black Cinema Got Its Start on Chicago's South Side which I didn't know, so I'm excited. Thank you for putting me on. I'm going to go and listen to that episode myself. Um, Who was Sergio Mims?
1: So Sergio Mims was a film critic. Um, I think that was his, probably by trade, his, like, you know, what he would say was his, like, I guess, main job. (laughs) Um, Because he was, of course, you know, throughout the years interviewed on WBEZ as a film critic many times, but as co-founder of black harvest film festival that had just like a really important place in his heart. And Mm -hmm. I think that um, again, like I got the opportunity to interview him for just one story, but that, One hour of talking to him um, was just so delightful. And I got to learn so much about him and about his his love for film, his love for black people, his love for black history.
0: In your article, you focused a lot on the short films that are on the lineup this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if Mm -hmm. there's something in particular about that short form format that attracts you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, um,
1: this idea of. You only have time in film to capture one particular piece of something. It's just really interesting. And it's always so interesting to see what somebody chooses to do. Mm. So, for example, one of the pieces that I watched for the piece that I did for WBEZ was a story about the South Shore Drill Team. And I'm from Chicago. I'm from the South Side. I know about the South Shore Drill Team, right? Like, it's popular. It is Really, this is a five minute piece that really talks about their return after kind of the COVID-19 shutdown stuff. Right. So imagine practicing with people probably almost every day and then a pandemic comes and you can't do any of that. And now it's time to return. Right. And so it's just this one slice of their story. They have a big story. It can't, you know, really talk about their 30-year history, you know? But yeah. it's talking about this one piece, this one slice of this team's story. And it's just so interesting how how a short can kind of pull you in in that mm-hmm.
0: way. Yeah. I love a short, honestly. It's uh, yeah. because you have to pack so much in. It's like, it's mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. hidden. Uh, so the curators uh, for this festival, they're also thinking a lot about Black experiences that are resonant within Black spaces and relations, right? It's giving very much Mm -hmm. fubu in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: for us, by us. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, Can you say more about that? yeah absolutely. So
1: we know as black folks that there is no like the black experience. There are all these yep. small pieces of everyday life that make you that that feel familiar to you that kind of you know make you feel good. and so in a lot of these things, um in a lot of these shorts, especially, and with a lot of these filmmakers and people who are um featured in some of the films so for example one of the shorts um is called dear black artists and it has 77 black artists in it and so like for example what those Mm. artists talk about is like the very small things right so like going to a church right like Your teacher at your Chicago public school, Mm. your grandma's house, like these very small things. What is it like? Like I I talk a lot personally about like how my grandma was a candy lady right like you know maybe your grandma (laughs) wasn't the candy lady but you knew a candy lady or you had a friend whose grandma was the candy lady or or you had somebody at
0: school that was selling candy or somebody that grandma at church always had the candy like there's some variation on the candy person situation exactly so it's these
1: small (laughs) things it's not the big things that really make you smile and that make you really happy and feel connected to a lot of stuff right like it's really those small things that kind of make you might feel inspired if you're a creative or as like a viewer that make you watch something and feel connected and so um, on the small independent level I think that there is more freedom and more opportunity to lean into some stuff that Mm -hmm. we just wouldn't be able to see on the big screen and I think that that is kind of the uniqueness that we see and we feel here it's not always the big stuff
0: so another focus for the festival is black joy definitely need more of that in my life also where do you see black joy showing up specifically in the lineup this year
1: yeah. So aside from a lot of the shorts, which, you know, we talked about that have a lot of kind of varying themes, there mm-hmm. is some music fun stuff, some more music and the arts, I think. We kind of know that Chicago has a really interesting history with jazz. And so Mm. I think The Cry of Jazz is kind of interesting. Um, This is another older film that is kind of being brought back in. It's from 1959, but it is focusing on a lot of like really, really cool jazz people like Sun Ra and like people who have Beautiful. these strong ties to Chicago, yeah. right? And so I think that that is kind of like, when I think about Black Joy, I know I personally immediately go, go to music. Um There's also going to be a Black Barbie, a documentary, which I am personally excited about, right? And so for me, you know, this year, especially there's been so much talk about representation and the meaning of Black Barbies and, you know, Mm. being a girl who grew up with a lot of Black Barbies and like how they were just like these reflections of like the Black women I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited to see what that is. That's also going to be followed by a virtual Q&A with the director so I think that'll be interesting that'll be something where especially if you have a lot of questions or some comments that would be one that's really cool to bring in and so I think that we have kind of these things that are just a little bit interesting there's always you know there's also some serious stuff Mm -hmm. we got there's always gonna be I think some that kind of deal with the more violence things you know because of course that is part of our experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, even in the stories that are a little bit, you know, that are dealing with harder topics, um, a lot of times they're showing how we pull in the joy to deal with some of yes. that, right? Um, which is which is which is real life. Um, so, I think Very I much. think that there are some more more thrown pull pulled in for
0: sure. Yeah. So you, Ariane, have quite literally written the book about the cultural impact of Black Chicago coming soon. (laughs) Yes. How does the work in a festival like this play a role in that impact as you see it? Yeah, yeah,
1: and not to be super cliché because I feel like sometimes I'm I'm saying like these clichés but they're very true. It is truly continuing the legacy of our ancestors here. You know, um you know, we we talked earlier about how the first independent black film was here in Chicago. And now you have all these other really like amazing black artists Keeping up the work, mm-hmm. you know, doing the work, curating the work, right? Making it important, showing how it's important. And I think that, like, um, that legacy and pushing it forward is exciting. And I think we're in, like, an exciting period, too, where I think more and more people are are willing to try stuff I think it's I think we're in that time where people are like you know what I've never made a film and I'm gonna try it
0: you know I've never
1: yeah 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 I've never done this but I'm gonna do it I'm gonna see what happens (laughs) it Um, feels accessible which
0: is such a beautiful thing
1: yeah yeah you I think people know like I can probably do a phone I can do some on my phone maybe right like it's not it's not out of the ordinary it's not out of my reach like if I have a brand new iPhone like it's gonna be fantastic quality like I can I can probably make something right like that's that's not maybe the only thing I would like to have but if that's what I got Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I can pull in this and this and this. I can borrow this from the library and I can pull in this. And with all these things that I have, I can make a film. Yeah. Um and so I think that this is just so exciting because we have more access than ever before. We have more connections over the internet than ever before, right? Like you can find somebody who inspires you, you can reach across, you know, to somebody and say, "Hey, I want to be a part of your team. Let me, you know, can I help you with this? Um I just want to I just want to be a part of this thing you're doing." Yeah. Um and so I think we have really interesting collaborations happening um, in a way that maybe, you know, they they absolutely have happened before. We've always been a city of some really, really great collaborations on black art and this really amazing black community of, you know, people coming together to make beautiful things. But now we're just, we can, we don't even have to like, we can find each other Mm. really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's just it's continuing it on it's pushing it forward and I think that um, what's important I think for me as a storyteller is just to make sure like we're giving them that credit right Um, Mm. it's easy to maybe dismiss it and be like oh it's just you know it's just the internet or it's just whatever and it's like no no people are taking what they have access to and doing like some magic Mm. and so making sure that people can see that recognize that Um, and I think Places like Black Harvest legitimizes a lot of that work.
0: Ariane Nettles is a lecturer and director of audio journalism programming at Northwestern University's Medill School. Ariane, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You can read Ariane's story about the Black Harvest Film Festival at WBEZ.org. And the festival has already started. It goes until November 16th. If you want more information, head to CiscoFilmCenter.org. Plus, you can pre-order Ariane's book, which comes out next year, is called We Are the Culture, Black Chicago's Influence on Everything. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Brendan Banaszak is our executive producer. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR network. If you love this show, please rate this show. Review us. It helps more people find The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.